Welcome to the Tales from the Crypt podcast. We are an actual play podcast featuring a revolving cast of players making our way through micro RPGs, highly narrative tabletop games, and the more popular and less known RPG systems from a wide variety of genres. Content may not be suitable for children, and content warnings can be found in the description. I'm Riley Groves, and I'll be your host, your guide, your GM on this episode of Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Today we are going to be playing We Deal in Lead. And at the table I have John. Well, howdy. Mikey. Hi. And Rebecca. Hail and well met. Hail and well met. Hail and well met. I'm super excited. So before we get into it, let's get to know each other a little bit better. We'll answer a question from our pod deck interview deck. Today's question is, which words or phrases do you most overuse? Hmm. All right. Well, I guess I guess I'll go first. I'm trying to think of something like currently that I use a lot, and being working where I do, like I feel like I always say absolutely to people all the time. Mm. Like I'm like, oh, absolutely, absolutely, I can do that for you. Absolutely, like it's just my word, and uh, I kind of resent it. It's your retail voice. It is. Yep. It is. Like, if anybody knew, like, the face I make when they walk away. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. I can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love everybody. But, yeah, no, it's just, it, it, you get, like, you get in a rhythm and you get in, like, a, hi, how you doing? How are you? Welcome. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Hey, welcome, you know? Uh, and, uh, yeah. But I do also really love the word asinine. And I feel like I also say asinine a lot. That was the best part back in high school was, like, you would say asinine so much where if anyone else would say asinine, we would always say John's photo. Like after it? Yeah. John's photo. Like, be like, ah, that's fucking, that's asinine. John's photo. <laughs> yeah. It is, it's a great word. Asinine is a wonderful word. It's a reason, you know, it gives you an excuse to curse in front of people and they don't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's either absolutely or asinine. And I also love alliteration. So the fact that I have a absolutely asinine alliteration is just. You know, brilliant, perfect. Love yeah, it. You said it right. right on. You said yeah. it wrong though. Yeah. Ask, say it again. Absolutely asinine alliteration. Oh, absolutely asinine John Spoto alliteration. <laughs> awesome. All right, Mikey. Uh, mine is. It annoys me because it's just second nature, and I can't not do it anymore. It's uh, 
like when somebody's talking to me and they're saying something and after they're done talking i just say heard mm-hmm. or yep. um when i'm behind somebody i say, i fucking i say behind and like like most people would say excuse me or i'm sorry pardon me or something I'm all, and i'm like behind 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 <laughs> from, like, your, from your years in restaurant yeah touring right yep okay yeah. But like hurt, it's just like, what did you say? I was like, hurt. I got you. Yeah. And I people was... give you like the weirdest look in public when you do it. They're like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, no. It's yeah, like, like, that's... You say behind you to someone in the supermarket and they're just like, what did you just say to me? Yeah. What did you, where are you? I was, I was doing Why work. Why are you behind me? I was working, doing it. IT in a pharmacy and like there was like in a busy pharmacy, people were passing like pharmaceuticals around and everything. I'm working on like running wires and stuff. And I'm there's it's a busy floor, so I'm like, and I'm carrying ladders, and I'm moving very delicately because there's a lot of stuff going on, and I'm just constantly yelling like, behind, behind, excuse me, behind, behind, excuse me, and they're just like, they got it. I mean, they're just like, I was just making myself like, you know, an obstacle moving through their midst, and well, you got there, and they probably like looked at you like, how did he do that? Yeah. He like, communicated. No, the, the only reason they looked at him weird is because he was actually whispering it behind. Yeah, <laughs> I behind. probably was. I probably and gently was. sniffing as he passed by. <laughs> I probably was. But that's those are the two. That's my double whammy: is heard and behind. And um, I mean, yes, chef, but like that's not. That's only. Just, that's just to be an asshole. Like mm, nobody. Yeah. Nobody says that. Yeah. All right. Right on, Rebecca. Um. Mine's probably that's insane. Everything's insane or wild, and I I don't love it. But mm. I, I got no other words, so whatever. But I've been trying to bring back whack because I mm. think that's a fun one. So I say that one a lot now too. Whack. It's whack. It mm. is whack. Whack. Yeah. Shit's whack. Shit is whack. Whack. Yeah, mine's probably right on. I say right on a lot. Definitely. I say right on. Yeah, I say right on. I'll, I edit right on out a lot of times out of this podcast because... <laughs> you edit this podcast? Yeah. That's whack, bro. It's whack. It's fucking whack. I know. You would not listen to it if it wasn't... I mean, it's it'd be funny. It'd it be would awesome. Be. Be, you should edit like, them all together. Yeah. I will edit everyone over top of one another. So yes! All <laughs> you can catch up on all 22 episodes at the same time. Put it under, like, the noise band section of, mm. like, like the streaming services. Like It'll probably end up being the most popular episode. Mm-hmm. Depressing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd say right on is probably one of them. I say right on a lot. You say hey, Ed, a lot? That's hey, Ed. my boss. Hey, Ed. Hey, Ed. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I get stuck on things a lot. One time during the podcast a few weeks ago, it was... Oh, was it the adjective? Maniacally. Oh, yeah. I said maniacally. Everything a was maniacal. Times. You walked up the stairs maniacally. There was a dinosaur. It looked at you maniacally. And the ghosts, yeah, they were maniacal as fuck. <laughs> well, I feel like in, like, TTRPGs, there's, like, always those words that are used all the time. Like, I feel like li- like when I listen to podcasts, whoever does them or anything, the word that always comes up for me is gossamer. Like, it mm. seems to be, like, every GM's favorite, like, descriptive word is, like, gossamer gossamer wings gossamer mist like gossamer everything and it's just you, you know, know it's just one of those things you know what like, i think the biggest words in d and D and d well all ttrpgs are um making your way and then someone shouts downtown mm. every oh, session yeah. every yeah. session it's a that's definitely a thing yeah 
Yeah, I mean, you do have to hit the, the touchstones every, mm-hmm. every time. There's certain phrases you have to use. Otherwise, yeah. you're not actually playing a tabletop game. I mean, we should start, like, changing it up. Like, if someone says, make it my way, we should be like, back to you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll, the that'll, that'll catch on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck this bullshit. Let's get to dealing some lead. Let's deal some lead. We deal in lead. We do. And... Before we jump right into it, we're going to go through some characters real quick. Why don't you guys tell me who you're playing? John, why don't you tell us first? Sure, absolutely. Uh, so I will be playing Betty Bob Cocker, and uh, Betty Bob is a no-nonsense young gunslinging gal, uh, 26 years old. She brandishes a repeater rifle. Uh, it's a beautiful silver-colored, you know, just gun-silver rifle with uh, a walnut uh, wood you know, handle and buttstock, and uh, she's got a leather wrap around it that's black with uh, red accents and silver accents. Uh, she also brandishes a bullwhip. Uh, she's dressed in uh, some reinforced uh, leather jacket with a leather vest underneath. Uh, very buxom, very attractive. Um, definitely makes a stand for herself and uh, is out there to. Uh, kind of better her family name and to to uh, become legend, you know. Awesome. Mikey, who are you playing today? I'm Cal McRae, short for Calvin. Uh, I'm a hunter. I have a brawny build. I'm a, uh, I have a pale pockmarked face. I've got searching eyes and wavy hair. Speak eloquently, but you'll mostly see me hunting like i just I, i'm at home in the woods i just have a big I, I my duster what kind of gun do you carry my gun is a it's a long gun it's it's a a rosewood stock it's got a pretty tarnished silver barrel it's got a long brass telescope on the top of it it's engraved with a sword it's got words in it that i can't understand hmm. but it shoots farther and truer than anything I've ever used before in my entire life. And it's out of respect for the animal. All right. Even though in this world, half of them, if not most of them, are horribly mutated. It still tastes good, though. Rebecca, who are you going to be playing tonight? Uh, I'm playing Jessie Jane. She grew up on a ranch until the age of nine, when her parents and siblings were murdered by a gang. Jessie vowed to avenge her family and will use her father's trusty shotgun to carry out her vengeance. Her shotgun is silver, and her father had it engraved with a rose, because that's her mother's name. Mm. Um, Bill Haight found her after her family was murdered, still hiding in the house. Um, But now she is 19 years old, and she has big bushy red hair and a bandana that's blue. And she wears a super cool poncho and carries a machete. She's a badass. Awesome. She sounds like it. She's been known to do some bounty hunting. Mm. And they never make it to the hangman. Oh, shit. All right. Straight up murderer. They're bounties. Dead or alive. Yeah. She only takes dead or alive, obviously. 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 I can bring you in warm, or I can can bring bring you you in cold. cold. All right. 
say a little bit about this game. It's called We Deal in Lead. It is by Odin's Beard RPG. You can find more about them at lead.byodinsbeardrpg.com. This is an awesome one. This guy's made a couple different RPGs that are super cool. I just picked it up off his website. So if you're interested, uh, go to the website I mentioned. A couple things uh, real quick. We are going to be deviating from the source material just a little bit. So if you do pick up the book or already know it and there are any discrepancies, do know that for the most part, those were a choice by me and not just my shortcomings as a GM. Gotcha. Or, you know, because I can't read. Right on. Right on. Partly because you can't read. but <laughs> I mean, like, it's partly because I can't read, but not not the majority of the reasons why. I think you read good, Riley. I read real good. <laughs> I'm Cal McRae. Man, you sound an awful lot like Michael Sears. <laughs> like a southern or western Michael Sears. I'm Cal McRae. I'm Cal McRae. Lean into the deep one more. And I I'm, just had an accident in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Cal McRae and I have diabetes. Dude, if you talk like that, it's gonna make people too turned on yeah it'll <laughs> cause some issues it is it is that is a sexy voice. i was excited for my wife to hear this podcast now i'm daunting like Nervous. i'm dreading it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. hide your wives yeah. hide your husbands <laughs> hide your kids anybody everybody anybody Don't. who can hear yes the only people who can listen to this <laughs> podcast are the deaf yes so turn the audio off and read the transcript which is available for every tales from the crit episode um that we've made so far we also have a youtube channel where all of our only Mike and Riley have ever listened. Yeah, <laughs> it's very new, so <laughs> don't go, don't judge by how m- few views we have. People do listen, but we've never actually talked about the YouTube channel before. Um, but all of our episodes are up on there too, in case you want to put it on the old TV and you know walk around and listen to it. Right on. Do my ironing. While yeah, I'm doing it. I like yeah. watching the sound bars go up and down. Yep, it's got the sound bars thing and a thumbnail. We don't record this because uh, most of us are hideous. Um, oh, yeah. stop. I'm just kidding. Not really. Eh, We're mean, all beautiful people. It's 50-50. I mean, beauty is on the inside. Beauty people, is People beauty. are just like, it's you're hard be- to look at. I'm like, I know, and I'm sorry for you. Right, and he's like, behind. <laughs> behind. <laughs> That's why I stand behind them all. Heard. Heard. <laughs> okay. The lands of the drifted world are treacherous and unpredictable veering from bleached desert to frozen mountains. Forces once immutable shift as space and time's borders thin, and opposing realms bleed into our own. Sometimes the old ways bubble up, trailed by chaos and madness. Broken and corrupt remnants of technology lay abandoned across the drifted world, while other vast machinery stirs underground, driving reality's gears. Most magical knowledge is lost, But when it is used, it's wild and unpredictable, and worse, it draws unwanted attention. Gunslingers, once a symbol of order and feudal authority, are now few in number, but their guns remain a powerful sigil and a reminder of their oath. I do not kill with my gun. They who kill with their gun have forgotten the face of their elder. I kill with my heart. Our story now begins with a group of gunslingers belonging to the Order of the Mount, led by Bad Bill Hate, overlooking a ramshackle village on the edge of a fetid swamp. Well, gang, we finally found him. We tracked down that traitorous bastard. 
Y'all ready to end this once and for all? I'm ready, Big Bill. I'll follow you anywhere, Bill. It's, it's Betty Bob. She's she's 26 years old. She started smoking when she was 10. Yeah, Betty. Beauty's on the inside. It's gorgeous. Sure is. I know how to use it. That's what they say. You have tracked Severn down after weeks of tracking him and his ragtag posse. After they betrayed you and your order on a job in which Severn shot and killed the fifth member of your order, Katie Lancaster, before fleeing. In front of you lays a hastily constructed, mostly decaying and largely abandoned ramshackle village, half submerged in the swamp in front of you. Occasionally, gouts of fire spew from a rust-riven oil derrick, filling the air with acrid smoke. The oil derrick screams and grinds as it continues its operations. There's several buildings, rotten and crumbling, but within, you see some, some visible movement. Across the square from the oil derrick, there's a crumbling saloon, and a stilt shack that looks better constructed than the other buildings here, standing at the center of the village. Well, where should we head first? Well, it looked like there was some movement down in that building over there, Bill. Maybe we should go check that out. Yeah, it looks like an old saloon. Everybody keep your eyes up. Stay sharp. We don't want this bastard to get the best of us. Follow your lead, Bill. All right. Be ready. You heard him, gang. Be ready. I'm always ready. I got my ass peeled. I know you all go. We always ready. As you approach the saloon, one door swings by a single hinge, while the other lays on the ground in front of the porch. And you can see some movement coming from inside. I think we should be sneaky about this. Yeah, I'll go around the back. You want to come, Cal? Yeah, let's take a look. Betty Bob, you're with me. Sounds good. Your boots creak as you cross the deck and into the saloon. As you look around, it's filled with patchwork walls and a ceiling that's mostly crumbled in. There's a few tables spread across the floor, which is covered in grime. It's got a rancid and earthy smell, and it also reeks of mold and stale beer. At the bar stands a rusted robot, just wiping it down with an old towel. Betty Bob, why don't you go talk to that there construct? You know I don't really like conversing with them too much. I got you, Bill. You know I got a gift for the gab. You sure do voice that could slay angels you told me one time and i meant every word betty bob more like slaughter you always using them fancy words cal <laughs> ain't no one understands you cal you're supposed to be around the back the fuck you doing up here away i go damn it boy betty approaches the construct howdy what can i get you Seems a little derelict around here. I don't know what that means, Cal said at one time. Um, why are you even here? Open. There's no one here. The robot stares at you intently, as intently as a robot could, listening to your entire question, before turning and looking back down at the bar and beginning to wipe again, and then stopping. Howdy, what can I get you? Looks like we're only getting drinks, Bell. This one's busted. Well, anything good behind that bar? Anything good behind the bar? Howdy. What can I get you? Usual, Bill. Might as well. Never know when it might be your last. Pour me whatever they got. 
take two, three, four, five. Bill, how many? Might as well make it four. We have four. Howdy, what can I get you? Four. Howdy, what can I get you? <laughs> four uh, whiskey. Howdy, what can I get you? Yeah, Bill, not, we're not getting anything. Yeah, yeah, Betty, I would stop talking to him. It doesn't sound like that's going to be a fruitful conversation there. Betty sits at the bar and looks around and what's the place look like? Overall, it's pretty gross. Um, there is a gray fungus growing on most surfaces. Um, there's also some moss that's seeping in through the ceiling, and it isn't like a healthy-looking moss. You can tell that it's still growing, that it's not like dead, but it's mostly brown and has a kind of rancid smell to so it. So the only movement we saw was the construct or the robot inside. Yeah. Okay. You know, there's no other living things yeah. in here gotcha. um, besides the four of you no besides the two of you and Grohl the bumbler that belongs to Bill Haight and is a longtime companion of all of you mm. there is one other room that is behind the bar but we'll jump out to Jesse and Cal Cal you ready you gotta sneak in quiet quiet like like a hunter what's my specialty darling you wanna go first allow me and I go on in Like, so you go in through the back door? Yeah. Okay. There's a bunch of broken barrels, torn sacks, uh, filled with rotting grain. The roof right above the room that you enter in is mostly gone. Um, The exterior door is even missing. There's weeds and funguses growing wildly throughout this room. You get the smell of must and an oily smoke. And there's a few shelves that have mostly been picked clean. What's that oily, smoky smell? I don't know, but keep your head low. Careful with any fire. Keep moving through it, trying to see what we can see and find what we can find. Yeah, we're sneaking through, trying to get to the front of the bar. Sneaking through, you guys taking your time, would notice some drag marks leading back out the way you came. And there's uh, a couple shelves that are dusty and empty as you go by. Well, this drag mark looks pretty recent. Yeah, there's a lot of dust on everything. These are pretty, like, evident. We should take it take a look let's take a look what are you taking a look at specifically where the marks on the floor lead to Mm. it looks like a couple barrels have been dragged from this room and back out into the swamp through the door that you guys came through can i look in the barrels absolutely it's mostly like rotten food and and nothing of value left in these barrels here seems like maybe someone's cleaning this place out trying to re-establish it as a Bar? That don't sound right. We should just—I don't think anyone's here. We'll just go forward. Let's carry on. This is not. This is not where we need to be right now. We go out towards the bar, the regular bar area. And out in the bar, you find Bill and Betty Bob. Ain't nothing back there, Bill. No signs of life. There's some drag marks. Somebody's been dragging some barrels out, but maybe do that shack we've seen on the other side baby i thought they went out into the swamp well it is on stilts give it a look can i just check behind the bar what's behind there as you go behind the bar there is a few more shelves they are dusty and bare looking it seems like something might be carved crudely into them but it's mostly obscured by dust there is a half broken bottle of 
some sort of liquor sitting behind the bar. And other than that, it's mostly picked over. And When you say half, like enough for one person <laughs> or enough for how many people could it satiate? Uh, satiate? Eh, probably not many. I'll drink the whole thing. All right. Betty, you're not supposed to drink when we're on a job. Darling, darling, that is disgusting. <laughs> My hands are shaking. You got a problem we got to talk about. It's fine. I started when I was 10. Yeah, that's the problem. That's part of it. It's fine. Mom did fine. I'll be fine. Roll up a cigarette real quick. Hold on. The robot turns with you behind him. And as he does, he wipes a different part of the counter that he hasn't touched in ages. Who knows how long. And sends mushroom spores going up into the air. And he looks at you and says, Howdy, what can I get you? And then begins to wipe air. We should get out of here. That was weird. He didn't do that at all. I had talked to him like three times. Yeah. Well, let's let's possibly be, even four. Let's be on our way then. Okay. Yes. I. You want to deconstruct him? You want to tear him apart? No, I don't like them things. Let's just keep on moving. Well, all right. I go outside. Okay. Yes, me too. <laughs> I go. I, I'd like to step outside first and take the and take point. Yeah, I'm gonna follow your lead, Cal. And Bill turns to leave the saloon as well. Well, I don't need to be in here, Betty. You ready to go? Yeah, you first. Okay. And we head outside. Well, one last look behind the bar, see if there's anything else to drink. How hard are you looking? I'm looking pretty hard. I'm okay. lo- I like, yeah, I'm looking for something to drink, but also I noticed there was writing there, and I also like noticed that the robot was acting weird. So Betty's kind of like, hmm. In investigating the shelves a little bit harder, you blow off some dust, and you see three words that are carved into the top of this shelf. And they are glove, corrode, crawlers. Anything happen when I touch it? Not when you touch the words. You find something back there? I don't know, just something that says glove, corrode, and crawler. And the robot perks up. Good day. Welcome to Swamp Water. Um, guys, uh, maybe come back in here. <laughs> Swing with my rifle pointed right at the robot. What? Welcome to Swamp Water. There's no need for violence, friend. Cal, I put it down real quick, buddy. This seems fine. So it does. So it does. Um, Jesse, what do you make of this? Should we try something to talk to it? Or I, I don't know. I could shoot it. Well, it's not going too hasty. It doesn't seem threatening or nothing. It's just trying to talk. There's no need for violence. Okay. Well, I like shooting. You look like a good target. Jesse, maybe just hold okay. off a bit. Wait until all right, all it right. needs shooting, all right? Bill, what do you think? It's weird. I said those words and it said different things. Probably reset itself or you knew a code word or something. I don't know. Just ask it your questions and be on with it. What is this place? This is swamp water. Okay. Um, when was the last time someone was here? There are people here now. Besides us, when was the last time people were here? There are people here now. Other people. Bill, I need to leave. Where are there more people? In the rest of swamp water. Which way is the rest of swamp water? It is all around you. Well, how many people are in swamp water currently? There are three other people in swamp water. What are their names? I don't believe they've told me. What they look like. Two men and one woman. One is injured. 
Sounds like who we're looking for, Bill. Which direction are the other people from here? I don't know. They've been I in stay here. here. They've been in here a lot. No. Okay. There's not much to do here. Not many people come through. Didn't you guys say something about some barrels? Yeah, we should check that shed out back. We did. We did see evidence of of movement in the back, but we figured it was just something stupid. But now it makes a bit more sense to check, to to reexamine. Do you know what they were moving out of here? They moved things out of here. Uh, there's been someone moving something in the back, allegedly. You got old nasty ass food. Are there other employees that currently work here other than yourself? No. No one's been here for a long time. What? Besides the three that showed up days ago. How yep. many days? Indeed. Four days. What is the meaning of life? Why would you ask him such a now thing? Now we ain't never getting out of here. Oh, I just want to know. He seems that to is, have all the that, answers. It, I'm just that is, curious that is about just that. Kind of, that's almost hurtful. He slowly turns something. back to the bar and begins wiping again. <laughs> the the fucking bald spot that he's just worn, like yeah, it is the most polished piece of wood you've ever seen. As he contemplates that, now he just moves just slightly faster until it <laughs> finally starts a fire and engulfs him. He's like, "This, <laughs> this is the meaning of life." Well, it sounds like those other people are here, and if you didn't see many buildings, that doesn't mean it means there's not a lot of places to look. So we know they're not here. So. And she's injured, so they can't go far. Right. I say we press on. I say we check out that shed out back. Split the party first episode. Let's do it. No, let's <laughs> let, let's just take one 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 quick further look and out in the shed where we saw evidence of something with a more fine tooth comb. We'll follow your lead. We'll take one more look. You guys exit through the back door, Bill. And Gruel take up the rear. Maybe Gruel will have a, be able to find a scent. Wait, his name's Gruel. 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 You remember Gruel? Look at Gruel. Come on, buddy. Come on, Gruel. You maybe you smell something that we can't figure out. Come on, buddy. You guys go out. You inspect the barrels a bit more, and you don't discover anything uh, more interesting than the first time that you're out here. But as you leave out the back door, you do see the shack that Bill had referred to, sitting about eight feet out of the surface of the water. Below it is a herd of mutated cows. The water's about waist high, and it's tainted with oil, so it's definitely got an oil slick across the top. And the cows are just mostly in a circle, just drinking some water out from underneath the shack, as it gets a little bit cleaner there. But they are horribly mutated and pretty grotesque. Are there windows in the shack? Boarded up windows, so you can't see. There's definitely not glass windows. I'm sorry, what time of day is it again? Is it evening or? Afternoon. Afternoon, okay, so it wouldn't be like any candlelight or anything. Because, you no. Know, okay. um, is there like a, a stilted porch around the whole building, or is it just like. Was it deck? There's a. Just like a front okay, deck. Okay, like all around. No. Okay. Nope. Oh, a stoop. Mm-hmm. Yes, the stoop is eight feet up with the rest of the place. There's just a ladder to the deck there to enter the front door. So only one way up we can see, just the ladder. Yep. Okay. Not the former, just the ladder. Just the ladder, yeah. Got it. Yep. I'll head up first. No one else wants to. After you, darling. I'm right behind you. I'll climb that ladder. As you get close to the ladder, suddenly a lobstros busts out. This is like a cross between a lobster and a crab. 
it is also a hideously mutated creature and it's got a very large pincer on one hand and it stabs one of the cows at the bottom of this ladder underneath the shack and drags it back into the water god damn it we got lobstroses son of a fuck bitch they're very tasty though i mean well yeah they'll feed you a long time garlic Mm. you know cal i do i do well cal if you want to hunt that and betty you can cook it up later well i mean just you know i'm saying it's not all negative Uh, i mean we could all put a little bit of our own rations together and we could have a bit of a fricassee it'd be quite lovely but in all honesty, I'm more concerned about our welfare. Um, I think it's probably distracted with all the cows. We can probably just try and sneak up in. I agree. Seem, I'm going to keep climbing. Seems kind of fit. Let's just be quiet. And you guys quietly go up the ladder, not causing too much of a stir. We're going to find Severin and make him pay. Severin's pay. It is unforgivable what he did to Katie Lancaster. She was, she was probably the best of us. Hmm. As you climb up the rickety ladder... You pass a number of bloodstains, not just on the stilts, but on the ladder and on the deck as well. The windows are all boarded up, and you can see that the door is clearly barricaded. And these barricades are new additions to the shack. They have been recently put on. And you said there's no windows? The windows are boarded up. I mean, they're trapped in there. Yeah, you want to just kick the door down? I mean, we don't even need to kick the door down. I think we can just be like, come on out. I mean, we got them. We got them. There's only three of them. There are four of us. And one of them hurt. I'm good with the numbers. Should we identify ourselves as saviors? And we are here to help. I say we're lobstroses. <laughs> how does a lobstros identify itself? Other than clicking and pinching and smashing and destroying that mutated the fucking cattle that we have just <laughs> watched be eviscerated. Well, we only watched it get dragged away. Yeah. Well, we don't know for sure. The imagination does tend to wander. Well, not mine. Yeah, Betty knocks on the door. Don't knock on that door, Betty. God damn it. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Bill. What I'm... is wrong with you? We're going to get vengeance on these boys. But do we just burn it down? Don't oh, burn well, it down. I'm going to go in there oh. and I'm going to shoot Severin myself. You kidding me? Okay. God damn it. Oh. Get with the picture. But I'm sorry, itching Bill. for a shootout. Can I go first? Well, we know he's traveling with more than just him. He ain't constructed this shit bleeding. If I don't shoot him, can I shoot someone? Can I go first? I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Are there chances that there's any innocent people in there? Look around this place. You'd think there's any innocents living here? I would, just start shooting. I it. would reckon that, <laughs> shoot that, I would reckon that anybody that's part of this is probably in on the take. Um, that being said, I think I'm going to find myself in a way to a high spot where I can get better visibility. What the hell are you going to leave here and go climb a fucking tree in the swamp, Cal? Ain't nothing taller than this shack right now. Well. Plus, there's no skylights. Ain't we you ain't got invented your whip. those yet. Ain't you got your whip? We're the whip gang, buddy. Remember, you got, that's why we all have one. Where there's a whip, we there's ne- a way. We, we never agreed on the name, the whip gang. After further reconsideration, is probably a really we, bad idea. I don't think we agreed on the name of the- <laughs> We're just whip it. Somebody peer in that goddamn window and tell me what they see. I'll look. All right. Jesse, you are able to look through a few slats in the window, and you see two road-worn figures sitting on a wall, not facing the door, chucking some dice. The room itself is pretty small, and there's only one other door that you can see on the opposite side of the room from the entrance. 
Well, there's another door, so they might have an exit. Um, but they're just sitting there playing some dice. Can't see the faces. Can I see their faces? Yeah, sure. Is it separate? It is not. You would know these two as Susanna and Oswald. With Susanna and Oswald. Are they with him, I'm assuming? Yes. It's that bitch Susanna and that bastard Oswald. Mm, no sign of Severin. Fuck no Severin. Not, we could interrogate him. Fucking off. Find out where he is. Bust in the front door and the well, back door at the, the same robot, time. The robot said that there was one other person that was injured. Maybe Severin's injured. Don't matter if he's injured or not. I'm going to kill that boy. I think we interrogate these two. We should think about this smart. If we're going to go in, we should go in from different angles and go in. There's only one door, damn it. Well, there's a door on the other side. There ain't no deck on the other side. What are we going to do, climb over the, the house? Well, I don't know, Bill. I'm just saying there's a way they could get out. Anyways, I know you can take Susanna and Oswald, Jesse. Just going through the goddamn front door. We well, could do two in the front and one in the back. Betty, your math skills never cease to amaze me, I gotta say. Do you wanna be do you wanna be just sitting right there on just where the back door would just drop off, like the the rim around the back door? I mean I, I just thought someone should be back there so, doing I mean, something. It's a neglected area, obviously. Leave Grom to cover the back and pick up the pieces that fall out. You mean grow? Grow. Leave Grohl out back. Grohl climb on the roof. Give Grohl the old heave-ho. Mm. Heave-ho. And he tosses him up onto the roof. Watch that back door, Grohl. Anything that comes falling out of there, you just take him down. Jesse, you gonna go first? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Betty, what order do you want to be in? I'll go behind my girl, Jesse. All right. Cal, you gonna take up the rear? Yeah. It's only most logical. Uh-huh. If you're gonna go in with that rifle... You know I can't let you go in first. I'll, I'll, I'll just come in right behind everybody. Waiting on you, Jesse. I'm going. I'm I'm going. What do you want She's me to do? Hurt. Shoot down the oh, door? Oh. Whatever. I don't know. Kick it in. I Kick in the door. I said that earlier. You told oh. me not to. Yeah, it was a long time. Was well, like I'm ready. Minutes. I'm kicking the door in. <laughs> All right. You enter the door, and as you do, you catch Susanna and Oswald off guard. She lets out a little screech, while he lets out a hideous bird-like cry. He is a bestial. He is not a human. I'm going to shoot him in the head. I always hated his weird bird face. We need to keep one alive. Well, it ain't going to be him. She's more likely to flip. I swing a whip and grab him by his bird beak. Okay. Jesse's going to shoot first. So, you're going to roll on the shoot table first. So, you're going to roll me 2d6. In this game, you almost always want to roll as low as possible. Okay. Five? Five? Is a hit. Hot damn! You only have two shots at any given time. Okay, so you want to set your lead markers to whatever. After two shots, you'll have to decrease your lead by one. So probably really good that you uh, got so much. Okay. So your scatter gun's got a short range. You're going to roll a D8 for damage. Three. Do I always want to roll low? No, this would be a case where rolling higher would be better. Cool. Next time. Okay. Which one are you shooting? Oswald. Okay. You blast Oswald good with your scatter gun. Remove one lead. And you take three points off his grip. So you've got one shot left. Betty Bob, I believe you're second in the room. Yeah. Um. How far away are they? Uh, they are close. So I would not be used to use my medium repeating rifle would be it. Probably not a good idea. So seeing that Jesse's got... 
Oswald under control. I'm going to go for a bull whip uh, around uh, Susanna and uh, give her a good old That does have a short reach, so that's awesome. And you're going to do D4 damage. Yes, I am. Two. And do I have to do anything to actually hit that, or that just happens? No, from my understanding of mundane weapons, you, that just like That just happens. happens gotcha. So. Cool. And then I guess I'm going to move probably around to the side of her, so like I can make room so Cal can shoot behind me. So I'm going to move around. Okay. Like inside the room a little more. Bill Haight enters the room third, pulling his six-shooter, aiming square at Oswald. He plugs him right through his leather armor, dealing five points of damage, reducing his grit to zero and his strength ten. And when your strength goes, that's when you die, right? Yes. If your strength goes, that's when you die. And then there's heart rolls as well. And Cal, you are last one in this room. I was going to bullwhip Oswald right in his big bird beak. Give me a d4 roll. Two. And you're able to reduce his strength to eight. Awesome job. Cracking the whips. However, now it's Oswald and Susanna's turn. Susanna strikes first, wielding her cudgel and running right at Jesse Jane, doing five points of damage to your grit. Ouch. Followed by Oswald, who does have a grazing blow to his side from your scattered gun. He wields his saber, running right at Betty Bob Cocker. Slashing well, doing three points of damage. It is to be known that if you... We didn't actually talk about the defense that your guys' mm. fucking stuff gives you, did we? No. I, I mean, the only one I know about is the armor for me, which is a two. But You have a reinforced leather jacket? Yes. Yeah. So you're going to remove two off of there? So that would have been, what did you say, if I was five? Yep. So, so you're going to be three. No, so he did three damage. Three. three. So he did three, so you do one go grit. down to one. Okay. Yep. And you had the padded poncho, correct? Yeah. So you're actually only going to take four. Your duster is also worth one defense. So anytime you're attacked by mundane weapons, you are going to remove your defensive score off there. If you get shot, your leather or your coat or your poncho don't do anything. It goes right through there. Okay? Okay. So remove four from your grit, Jesse Jane, and only one from your grit, Mm -hmm. Betty Bob. And then we're back at the top of the order with Jesse Jane. God damn it, you bitch! And I'm going to pull out my machete, and I'm going to slice her across the stomach. Okay. Hold on one second. Let me tell you what a machete damage is. It's a D6. Six. And you attack Susanna? Yes. Reducing her grit to zero and her strength to only two. She's basically hanging on by a thread now with your machete stabbed into her side. And as you pull it out, she begins to spew blood. And Betty Bob, you're up next. Where's Severin? And I'll take my whip. And I will whip at Oswald because I think we want to keep Susanna alive. Give Oswald a good old whip. Okay. Two. All right. You reduce him down by a single point because he does have armor. Severin's in the back. Oh, shit. Giving him right up. In the back. Cal, get him. You love going in the back. (sighs) Away I go. You'll never get to him. And he swings his saber. A duck. (laughs) (laughs) And might just beat the game. (laughs) He doesn't hit me because I don't want him. (laughs) I matrix dodge right out of the fucking way. You're going to take seven damage, minus whatever your defense is, which is one. So you'd take six to your grit. Bad Bill Hate fires an off another shot, 
at Oswald, doing only grazing damage and only taking him down slightly. And then it is your turn, Cal. Well, I, I want to keep running towards the back, but I really want to blow Oswald away and just finish him off hard. You want to finish him off hard, huh? You fucking do that, man. What are you going to do? You bullwhipping him or you shooting him? Shooting is going to be very difficult because you have a telescoping. I can't just reach out and just point the end of the barrel right next to him. It's a long barrel, bro. He can move real quick. It takes a long time for that bullet to get to the end. He can move by the time, you know. Standing so close or to grab him. your gun when you stand too close to people. You, you could, could do try. it, though. I keep moving towards the back. I go. You could do it. If you want to shoot him, Mikey, Yeah, don't be him. dismayed. You're no, I go after Severin. Okay. At this point, you can tell Susanna's looking to keep whatever rest of her life that she has, and she's going to try to make a morale check. Do I see this? You're like, ah, oh, fuck, I should, I should have killed her. I think she's just bugging out, bro. We so got like, this. I ain't worried. He gave him up right away. He was like, oh, he's in the back. Oh, shucks, you got us. It's too easy. Yeah, it always is. Susanna, brave as can be, pushes past the four of you and leaps off of this eight-foot platform and into the swamp, taking off, leaving only Oswald behind. That's fine. The lobster us is probably get her. I could shoot at her. You hear a scream. Don't waste it. <laughs> you, you hear a scream come from outside. Oh, well, damn, you're right, Betty. You know, quite a bit of commotion coming from the water underneath. Oswald's going to stay and fight. And it would be your turn again, Jesse. Actually, no. It'd be Cal's turn because he was pushing his way to the back, not shooting. Not shooting, yeah. You make your way to the door. Even though there are some bullet holes in it and it's reinforced with several barrel parts from the saloon, it is pretty well constructed. This seems like a pretty serious architecture here. I guess we just have to deal with Oswald first then and then figure that out. Or Oswald's going to tell us. Bust it down, goddammit. Yes, boss. Roll a d20. And what you want to do is come under your strength score. Eight. What's your strength? Fifteen. Oh, yeah, you can come under that easily. Um, So it turns out the door maybe not as well constructed as, as you thought. And you're able to kick it in. And laying on a bed in the other room is Severn. And he has bandages wrapped around his waist. He looks tired. He looks worn out. And he's laying in this bed with a six-shooter pointed directly at you and the door. A spin. Roll out of the way. Try to move as fast as I can. And you're successful in doing so. As he misses completely with his first shot. Y'all best get out of here. I'll I'll take down every one of you. And damn it, Severin, I'm going to kill your ass. Bill, Bill, somebody's knocking at the door for you. Yeah, don't you worry. Y'all take care of Oswald. I'm going to take care of this this yellow-belly bastard. He is a yellow-belly coward. Yes, yes. He he will shoot first and ask questions later. We will will parlay with with the shitbirds in the other room. Excuse us. Jesse Jane, you're up first. Well, I guess we ain't got to keep you alive. I'm going to slice him with my machete. Cross the throat. All right. Roll for damage, D6. Okay. One. Ooh, he has one defense, so that is actually negated. So for whatever reason, your machete gets caught up on his on his leathers. His worn leathers. They're not pristine. Everybody's got their leathers. Everybody's God damn got it, their- why are you wearing neck braces? So my head doesn't get cut off. God damn it. Betty Bob? Yeah, I'm just going to continue to whip this boy. One. (laughs) 
he's just like sitting there and he's got his arms up and like you guys are just peppering him with, with shots he's like eh y'all stop it now get out of here you don't want no beef with Severin he didn't do nothing wrong kill Katie Katie deserved it that bitch Y'all know it. Say that again. Katie deserved it, that bitch. And I will fucking throw my hunting knife right at him. I feel bad. We kind of sound similar. I wonder why. (laughs) I'm saying I'm a bird. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm saying you, sir. (laughs) Is it going to be a D6 for you, big dog? You throw your hunting knife at him, and it just, like, bounces off his leather. Man, all three This of was us. a good purchase. <laughs> and he takes his saber. I got dibs on that leather when I, he's I dead. I was going to say, we <laughs> could split that up. Those <laughs> yeah. are some nice leathers. Um, so he swings wildly, completely missing. It seems you guys have called his bluff. And you can see his resolve leave. And he decides to take the same route as his partner, Susanna. Except for he jumps further out after leaving the front deck and escapes the clutches of the lobstros, leaving the three of you and Bill. Did he drop his sword? He took his sword. Shoot him, Cal. You got that long range bullshit. I intend to presently. But can I get a shot? Go for it. Bill's vengeful, so he doesn't care what you do. I'm taking a shot. All right, roll me 2d6. I'm 11. Clear miss. Damn it, Cal. I thought you was good with that thing. Your gun only holds four, so now you're down to three. Ah, damn it, Cal. You're supposed to kill people when you shoot them. Anyways, we got other business to tend to. Seven, you bastard, get out here. And you hear creaking from the bed in the other room. You and your traitorous bastards, you're done for. Cal just shot the last one of them. Blew Oswald's dumbass vulture head right off. I ain't coming out just to get massacred. Y'all ain't gonna pepper me with shots. Oh, hell yeah, we are. If I'm going out, I just gotta be respectful. I did what I did, and I'll take my licks for that. You gonna ask for respect after you did the most unrespectful thing to the young Miss Katie. That is absolutely out of the question. You will die like the dog you are. Cal, I always did like the eloquent way you talk. I will drag you out here, and we will put you down. You know, I always appreciated you more than Bill does. Oh, he's groveling now. Just get it over this with. This too it's much pathetic. Yeah, I agree. Pathetic. Let's just shoot him, Bill. We're going to do the right thing. Don't you worry. Severn, if it's a duel you want, it's a duel you got. I'll let you go out with honor, but without your head. Damn it, Bill. I wanted to help you kill him. If anybody in my order dies... It's my job to put down their killer. Y'all know that. I know. Anyways, how are you already wounded, Severin? Is that damn man they call the red right hand, Bill? He's gonna come for you. Coming for anybody with an artifact gun. That thing you got ain't special. It's a death sentence. Yeah, so be it. Kill him, too. Get your ass out here. We're gonna duel in the swamp. What's an artifact gun? Is that like... You would know what an artifact gun is, actually. Bill Hates' gun is an artifact gun. You've heard him talk about it before. And there is something extraordinary in his gun as compared to the three of yours. He's never let anybody else hold it or touch it, but he has shown you. And he has alluded that it has a little something special to it. It has 
some magical properties to it, but hasn't ever sat down and told any of you what that actually is. But it looks just like a regular... Or, I mean, just a little shinier, nicer, better, cooler, but it's, yes. it's, it's not like a ray gun. It's not a ray versus gun. Versus no. a Colt. No. Right. No. No, the guns are like in this world are like rare, too. Yeah. But like, so it, it's letting guns are like... Really rare. And artifact guns are rare. And you would also know, since you did travel with Severn for a while, that he, too, possesses an artifact gun. <gasps> Good thing I moved. Uh, well, I mean, I want it now. You won't want it, Betty. I tell you, it's a death sentence. No, no, no. I, I want it. I, I do. You can have your bosses after you pried out of his cold, dead hands. I'm going to put him down. No, no, I'm going to have yours. Yep. Um, yeah. Yep, that's just how it's going to go, Severed. Let's just get this duel over with so I can get my new gun. I'm glad we all talked about it and we agreed that I get it. So, you know, Severin, just enjoy your last shot with it. You're going to miss. Bill gets you. It's going to be fine. It's, you know. You always wear a cocky son of a bitch. Yeah, well, you know, raised right. All right, put your weapons down. I'm going to come on out. going to do this over with. I'll do each and every one of you and put you in the ground. I'll kill you long before you even shoot your gun. This guy's all talk. Just come on. All right, y'all put your gun down. As soon as he said, like, put your guns down and stuff, I'm like, I'm like walking away. I'm like going away. I'm getting a long line of sight. You do what you need to. And then I'm just getting ready. And Bill allows Severn to make his way down and out of the cabin. Y'all take extra care not to alert the lobstros underneath. And Cal, you go find some cover somewhere for a good vantage point. Um, and I'd be a medium length away too. Okay. Just to make sure. Jesse, where are you going to be situated? I'll stay with Betty. Okay. He's just coming out of the room. He's not coming out of the house. No, he, he's coming out of the house. Yeah, they're going to duel in the swamp. Oh, all right, yeah. that's right. Yeah. All right, so I'm getting good advantage. And so Bill and Severn pick the least submerged area of the swamp, not somewhere that's waist deep any longer, out in front of the saloon. And you can hear the robot from inside. Howdy, what can I get you? But you don't know why. Betty, it sounds like somebody might be in that bar. Sounds like it also might be a red herring. I don't know. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> you see a redfish swim oh, by. Oh, damn. Yeah, I okay, see it yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen those before. They're called a MacGuffin. Oh, <laughs> that's a fancy term. All right, Bill, wreck em. All right, Severn, it's your last chance. You take me out, you already know these guys are going to take you right out too. That's alright, I'll take them all out. Each and every one of them, I'll put them down. It don't matter about this shot on my side. He's full of shit. Yeah, Bill, just end him. Bill and Severn take their places, standing back to back at first, and pacing off ten steps before turning, facing each other down, hands at the ready, both hovering over their six shooters. Time seems to pass by extremely slowly, but suddenly... They both reach for their guns. Pulling them quickly, you hear one shot followed immediately by another, and then a third. And you see Severn collapse. Only he doesn't fall backwards from a gunshot. He falls forward. And out of a door from behind Severn, out of a door that seemed to have showed up from nowhere, not attached to a building, just out in the open, you see three men step through. One of them, dressed in all dark clothing, holding two six-shooters, and he begins firing immediately as two other people make their way through. 
and as they run past Severin's fallen body, the man reaches down and picks up his artifact gun and begins firing at Bill and the other three of you. A running duck? Yeah, hide, uh, duck. hide everybody. Oh, good gravy. Oh, shoot. Make a shot for me. Roll 2d6. A four and a three. A seven? A seven. Okay. Roll damage, which for you is a d10. A one. Okay. Even with a good hit, you seem to hit him directly in the chest, and it does not slow his advance at all. Betty's going to do one of those, like, things where she's standing with a gun and then going to turn around and then, like, be on one knee when she turns around ready for her shot and is going to take a shot at one of them, too. Okay. As long as they're within medium range. Um, the two beings that came out with the gunslinger are definitely within medium range by now as they're making their way directly towards Jesse and Betty Bob. They're making their way downtown. Okay. Well. Gotcha. Sorry. We need to check that one off. <laughs> before we get it out. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot at one of those. And that's 2d6. What's up? That's a 7. A 7? You do grazing damage. So you're going to roll 1d4. 1d4. Gotcha. Yep. Mikey, also, you should be down to two shots. Left before you have to reload. That'll be a 3. Okay. That'll be actually my first shot that I fired, so... Okay, you shoot one of these beings. That's like, from afar, they're passable as a human, but as they begin to get closer, they look much different. Their features are more gaunt, their skin is more gray, their eyes are more pale, their hair is wispier. They do not hold up as humans as they get closer, and each of them are running carrying clubs. And you completely bypass their arm by shooting them, so you do three points of damage to their grip. I am also gonna sort of turn to run, but then turn and kind of run backwards and shoot at them. Okay. Which is a d6, right? Two d6 to shoot. Five. A five is a hit, so you're gonna roll one d8 damage. Six. And are you firing at the same one or a different one um, that Betty just hit? The same one. So I'm down to 15 then, right? So I shot my gun twice. Yes, so you have okay. to take your next turn to reload. Okay. Is this like D&D rules where you can like move and do an action? Less structured than that. You okay. can just kind of do what you're doing. You just have to roll for kind of what okay. the result is. So there's, there is a lot less rolling overall. Okay. Okay. These two Greykin, as they are called, are going to come Greykin are going to come directly towards Jesse and Betty Bob, closing the gap, each wielding their own cudgels. Jesse, the first one hits you for three damage, so that would only be two, I believe, with your defense, which would affect your grit, and if your grit goes to zero, um, you're going to take it off your strength. And Betty Bob, mm-hmm. you're going to take six damage. Ooh. Ouch. But be sure to subtract your defense from that. Uh, so that would be four, which would bring out movie too grit <laughs> bill and the mysterious stranger exchange shots throughout the town eventually bill backs himself into the saloon and then is followed closely by the stranger can you, give a shot you cannot not on the stranger anyways but it is your turn i'll shoot whatever is attacking jesse okay roll two d6 for me seven you're able to graze that one so you're going to do one d4 damage it's a pretty good shot for a grazing shot. And then it is going to be Betty Bob Cocker's turn. Okay, um, so with the movement thing, we can, can I, now that they're they're right on us right now, right? Yeah, they they're close enough to, to hit you. So. so can I move away to a medium length? Can I, like, yeah. try to find some other cover so I can get another shot off? Definitely. Okay, 
So yeah, Betty's going to move behind somewhere in the town to get a little cover, maybe on a barrel or a fence or something, and aim for the original one that she shot. Alright, give me two d6. It's going to be an eight. Okay, and eight is another grazing shot, so it seems in your movement you're not able to get your target fully in, in view before you let one rip. It's going to be a four. Okay, and are you shooting the same one that you guys, yeah. that everybody has shot? Yeah, I get it, yeah. Without shot, even though it is grazing with the other shots that it's taken, uh, you are able to knock this Greykin down to the ground, um, and it lets out this sickly gasp as it kind of dematerializes almost. It's not like Star Wars Jedi disappearing, it's more like a flattening of the body, so it's like more... Deflated. Yeah, deflated, you know, really quick decomposition. And Jesse Jane. How far away am I from where Bill and the stranger just went? I mean, you could get there. Can I run in there? Sure. Yeah, I want to run in there after them and try to help Bill. Maybe try to catch the stranger off guard. Okay. With my machete. Okay. You run into this gloom, hearing the cacophony of gunshots that are coming from inside. And as you get to the door, suddenly Bad Bill hate runs out, bleeding from several places, and grabs you by the lapel and pushes you out the door. You don't want to go in there, darling. You gotta run. You Grab gotta get out of here. How am I gonna get you out of here? Get out of here. Save yourselves. This guy ain't nothing to trifle with. We can't not save you, Bill. I'm, I'm gonna hold him off. Y'all get out of here. Y'all listen now. No, no, I don't want to go. Let me... We get got, out we of got here. you covered, Bill. We got you covered. Run for it. God damn it, he ain't like the rest. Bill, we ain't leaving you. As you say that, Bill takes another shot from the stranger inside. See, I told you there was whiskey at that bar. They're doing shots in there. <laughs> he coughs out blood. Too soon. And he looks in your face, Jesse, and he says, Death is just another door, darling. Get out of here. Oh, teddy bear, Bill. Okay. And he pushes you, turning, staring at the front door of the saloon one more time. Okay, and I run. I grab the other two, and I say, run. We gotta run. We gotta get out of here. We can't kill him. Bill, no. He took Bill down. I grab, I grab that Bill's gun. You ain't fucking nowhere near yeah, yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm You're not kidding. <laughs> you forgot you were a mile away. He's got Misty step. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we, we, we watched Bill... I didn't run. Shit. As you run towards Betty Bob to grab her, there's still another gray kid around, and it's headed towards Betty Bob. Oh, I'm angry. I'm going to run straight for it with my machete full on, ready to kill it. Okay. Betty, Betty doesn't see it. She's focused on what just happened to Bill. Can I shoot it? Do I see any of Well, she just got, kind of got pushed around on her turn, so let's let her attack first. Then it'll be its turn, and then it'll be top of yours. I forgot how to roll for my machete. I've already done this time. Okay, thank you. Machete right. is a d6. Two? You kind of land a grazing slash at this Greykin, only bypassing its armor some. It doesn't bleed like normal humans would bleed, uh, but it lets out some ghastly smoke from the spot that you just hit. Betty, get out of the way! It spins, smashing you with its cudgel for five damage. God damn, that hurt. Five, you said? Yep. So that'll only be four. And Cal, it is your turn. How far away are you, Cal? And where exactly are you? I'd say, I don't know, as far as I can get away in a couple of turns, maybe like 
40, 50 feet. Oh, you could probably be further than that. That could probably be further, yeah, maybe farther. Like, or what, what are we thinking? 100 yards? Yeah, I mean, you you established that you were you know, going to find advantage somewhere else, so. Yeah. Okay. Suddenly, onto your back, you feel a thud. And hear a yipping. <laughs> oh, no. We forgot Grohl. God. And Grohl is pulling at your shirt. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. How we doing? How we doing? Oh, my God. We forgot about you. Oh, heavens. Well, you, st- you stick with me for right now, Grohl. Just stay put and be quiet. Oh, he does not be quiet. He pulls at your I shirt. Give, I, give him a little, I give him a little bit of food, and I look which where he was kind of pointing. Oh, he's definitely pointing towards where Bill is. Yeah. Bill's hurt pretty bad, buddy. I start running. I start trying to help out the ladies. By? By covering them. Okay. Make, uh, make a shot. What is it? 2d6. Always. You got one shot left, right? Seven. Uh, seven is a grazing shot, so give me a d4 for damage. Two. Looking through the scope, you hit this thing in the shoulder, and to you it still looks like a human because you're a good distance away. But when you shoot it and see a puff of smoke coming out of its shoulder, you're pretty convinced that this is not a fleshy human person. This is a horse of a different color. Betty Bob? Uh, Hearing my good pal Jesse get hit with a club kind of snaps me out of the whole bill thing realize where I am, so I'm going to get ample a distance the way to make another shot against that Greykin. Fire in my eyes, tears streaming down my face. Eat lead! Eight. Eight is another grazing shot, so give me a d4. Two. Resilient little bastard. Sure is. Sure is. And Jesse Jane, it would be your turn last in the order. Uh, I never um, realized... Jessie realizes now that she did not reload her gun, so how far away is it from me? It's like right over me. The right? Great it is, is, me. Yeah, it's, okay. it's right I'm going to swing my machete at it. Okay. Two? And you finally see kind of some of the resolve in this thing's face leave. But then you hear three gunshots ring out from inside the saloon. And as the three of you watch, you see Bill Hate take one shot then a second and then a moment later with the stranger standing over top of him he takes a third at point blank range after the man reaches down and grabs his gun and as quickly as he appeared he leaves through that same door and as he does the door disappears and the greykin looks around and then moves quickly away from you guys and tries to flee the town. Cal, shoot it! I'm gonna fire. Come on, buddy, finish it. Come on, man. Get this thing. Four. Yes. Yeah, a four is an absolute hit. Roll, <laughs> a, roll a d10 for me. Nine. Fuck yeah, man. And so, with your last shot in your rifle, you put a round right through the back of this Greykin's skull. And it bursts into smoke as it collapses and kind of dematerializes. See you later. Alligator. Alligator. <laughs> and you are all out of combat. Jesus, what was that? Bill! I run to Bill. 
I give him a shake. Bill! <coughs> Bill! And he spits up some blood. His eyes open. And you can clearly see Shroud of Death coming over his eyes. Bill, don't die yet. Cal has something he wants to say. <laughs> I've waited for that boy long enough. What? what who was that, Cal? What happened? What was that? That was the red right hand. That's what Severin said was coming. Hey, he wasn't lying. Bill, hold hold on. We could try to we could fix this. There ain't no fixing it. What's he talking about? We'll fill you in later, Cal. What are we to do, Bill? Persevere. That's all you can do. Can we kill him? <laughs> I'ma kill him for you, Bill. Don't don't be vengeful like me, Jesse. Well, it's too late for that. Rules of the order, Bill. You know that. You'll have to form a new order. (laughs) A a better order. Be better than me. Oh, Bill. Be better than me. You're the best of all of us. It's true. It ain't. You're the best of me. And remember, death is just another door. And Bill closes his eyes as he releases his last breath. Oh, Bill. Stubborn mule. Damn it. I think I'm standing over Betty's shoulder. I put my hand on her shoulder to kind of in solace. Betty grabs Jesse's hand. Holy shit, you see I got that one right in the back of the head? Cal, now's not the time. He's no longer here, Cal. Grohl runs over and curls up on Bad Bill Hates Chest. God damn it, Riley. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Ugh. Right on. All right. Heck yeah, bitch. Awesome swamp water adventure. Guys, can't wait to get back into it in the next episode. Yeah, this world seems really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Good. I'm glad. So, I guess until then. Tales from the Crypt podcast is recorded in the Wolfbeard Games studio in upstate New York. If you've enjoyed hanging out with us, please subscribe on whichever platform you listen to. If you really like us, also leave us a review. It's very helpful. If you want to follow us more, you can find us on Instagram, at Tales from the Crypt podcast. We've enjoyed our time with you today, and we look forward to seeing you next time at Tales from the Crypt.
about my daddy. That's true. Well, he was kind of like mine. <clears throat> I called a lot of people daddy over my time. Daddy Bill, Daddy Paul, Father Aaron. He was a absolute. he was a priest. I couldn't call him daddy. He, he didn't like it. Yeah, I don't think that's great for for audio Did, like, listeners. Selkies from Dark Crystal. Kevin, the Skeksis. Yes, Kevin. Can't do the voice without my water. <coughs> I don't got a voice yet. I'm working on it. Yours, yours is good. Yeah. I'm concerned about what Mikey's is going. <laughs> Hello, governor. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm Australian. I'm Australian, mate. 